Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, Lydia, thank you, thank you, thank you for making time to do it. I'm excited to um, hear your responses because I've always really, you know, it's funny to say this because we are, I really don't know how you could say our husband's cousins. Is it once? I really I, don't know. I don't know because Chelsea, the honest <laughs> thing is, is we show up to Thanksgiving and everybody's a cousin and everybody's an aunt and everybody's Everyone, an aunt. Yes, you're right. Everyone is a cousin and everyone is an aunt. Yeah, it's so true. I don't know and how it happened. Either way, we are in, we are a uh, family. That's just yes. a broad term. We'll just go with family. We're a family through our husbands. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about you. Give us some context. So my name is um, Liddy Wells and I am married to Chelsea's husband's cousin, I think. And um, we've been married for uh, close to 19 years. Uh, wow. We have 19. three. Kids. I know, right? Like it's getting up there. Um, we have three kids. We have a 12 year old, a 10 year old, and then we have a six year old. Um, we live in Athens, Georgia, and we live, we've lived all over the country and God has seen fit to bring us back to Athens a few times. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, I used to be a teacher and then I was a stay at home mom who homeschooled her kids still am. And, um, but last year I went back to school to become a massage therapist. And so I've been doing that for a little bit now. And yeah, that's, that's the quick elevator speech. Yes. Great. Um, that's super cool. What I love the most about that, which I don't know if you're going to talk about this, if it would come up in any of your answers, but what I love about this story is like the reminding myself about the seasonalness of life. Uh Like God led you into teaching and you were faithful to being a teacher. And then you followed him into being a stay at home mom. And you are, are a stay, you know, you are a mom, obviously still, but stay home mom. Yeah. <laughs> but then you followed him into something different and you're doing it and it's great. And it, you know, I just, I love that. Like, um, we can, I had a I thought recently after a conversation I had with a, a friend that I want to become better at following the person and not the plan. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. I think well, it's like, we plan to do this. So I need to keep doing it. It's like, but what if God is leading you elsewhere? Oh my, my goodness, Chelsea. Yes. I think, um, like, I think that's like the, just like a great deceiver. It, it sounds, it makes it sound super ominous, but, um, I'm a three on the Enneagram. If you have any listeners who are in Enneagram- I'm yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, my value comes from, I want people to think I am, I'm, hitting the mark. And so I feel like a lot of my life has, um, been spent, spent trying to follow the plan, trying to make the next right move, the smart decision. And Matt and I will talk about this a lot. There are very few things in our life that we're like, we nailed that. We listened to the Lord and (laughs) exactly where he had us. Um, and the rest of it, it seems like, well, we did everything right. Why is everything not working out? Like that's how, but that's like, I think that's just the question of the day is we're doing everything right. Why is it still hard? And um, one, 
I think humans have a very different idea of what the plan should be than God does. Yes. God is not transactional. So even if I do everything right, my life isn't going to be unicorns and ponies, but um, yeah, I think we, we get caught up in, but my, but my parents said to go to college. Right. And everybody told me that that I should graduate in four years. And, um, and there's beauty in that. Like there's beauty in my story. Like I went to college for four years, you know, I got a degree and I did all that. And there's also beauty in the fact that Chelsea, I don't know if you know this, I've been interested in being a massage therapist since Matt and I got married. Like I was looking at. Oh my goodness. I did not know that. Yeah. Like on our honeymoon, I got a massage and I was like, this is amazing. Why wouldn't anybody do this for the rest of their life. And I've had friends who are massage therapists and I've always wanted to do it. Um, but it was just never the right time. You know, um, Matt was in law school and I needed to work or, you know, I was a mom of two young girls and I needed to stay home. Um, and when this popped up, it was, it was really a a sweet little gift from God that yes, seasons do come. Passions do from come from God. They might not, you might not be able to pursue them right away but he'll make a way if that's what he wants. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. And there's just something, and then I promise we're going to start into the jump into the actual conversation, but I also think that there's also something in the, even in whatever, it's it's just a word for also finding my ultimate um, satisfaction and life in God. So that if the thing Mm -hmm. I want has to wait, Mm -hmm. I can still be okay and do what's right in front of me. And if the thing that I'm doing is not what I want to be doing, I can still have hope that maybe I will be okay until I can do the thing that I'm doing. You know, it's like, they're still important, but they kind of drop a little bit in intensity. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's just like the concept of contentedness, right? Yes. Content doesn't mean like, I'm overjoyed flipping out of my mind with excitement. Content means I am peaceful. I am holding onto the joy. I'm holding onto the hope. And I'm enjoying the moment, right? Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, I usually like to read a couple of verses out of Matthew 22. They're kind of rooted in two of my questions. Jesus is asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? Mm. Okay. Number one, I need to tell you that these questions are very broad. You know, you come up with a lot of answers that would sound really good and and Mm. holy and biblical and wonderful. Um, But what hit me today is um, as I tried, I tried to find the thread through everything that stirs my heart towards him and it's truth. Mm. Um, Whether they're the little just the little snippets of truth that we get throughout the day, whether it is, you know, a verse that I'm reading in the Bible or whether it is a piece of writing that I'm reading by, I don't know, like, sorry. So I have this wonderful devotional uh, by Jim Branch called the blue book. And Hmm. he has essentially like saints, um, you know, people who have gone before us who have little pieces of writing in there just to reflect on, Um, but pieces of truth written by, people who have gone before me, um, whether it's teaching the kids uh, science, which is not my jam, but even just the truth of this is how a tree works. Like <laughs> mm. trees have vascular tissue and this is the complexity of how they actually 
get nutrients and do things. And um, I think that it stirs my heart because it shows me two things. It shows me one, how very small I am. Um, And in that meaning, I am just a human. I am a mere mortal. I am not God. And it shows me how big and majestic and wonderful and powerful and complex and caring and faithful God is. Um, right. And, it, and, and yeah. the beautiful thing about that is that we can find it everywhere. Now we do mm. live in what people would call a post-truth era. <laughs> so I think when we are able to glean the truth from all the other white noise that is happening, um, I think it just naturally points us back to him. Hmm. I, I love how you, you phrased it, you know, it's finding the thread and all the things. And I love that. I love the simplicity of that. I love the, the weight of that. Um, and the variety kind of, it kind of makes me just delighted by God a little bit that, you know, he, Jesus is called the truth in the Bible. And then we have the Bible. That's the truth. And then we have creation that speaks truth. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. It's just so awesome. Like you just give like it if you think on, of the so, on so many levels. You know? Well, I just love it. Cause if you think of it, cause my very first thought was like nature. I just love being out in nature. Like that always stirs my heart towards God. Right. Um, right. But then I was thinking but my children stir my heart towards God or, but you know, the people in my church also, they like everything we're walking through, like it, these things all stir my heart. What's, you know, and, but I mean, God made it all. So there's mm-hmm. truth, there's truth in all of it. Now, granted, we live in a very broken world. So we're having to do a lot of sifting. Um, but I think that's why the truth is such a beautiful nugget that we have to seek and hold on to, right? Like that's why it's the pearl of great price. I was um, just thinking of that. The pearl. I was just thinking of that. And I'm like, yeah, it's like you're saying, we have to sift and it takes effort. Well, we've also been given the very concrete means of knowing yes. what's true, you know, in the Bible. And so it almost is just really an extra inspirational challenge to say, this is available to me. Am I making space for it in my life? Yes. Am Absolutely. I making space to pay attention to nature? Am I yeah, making yeah, space? Yeah. In God's word, am I making space to listen to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Am I paying attention? It is there. Yeah. Yes. Am okay. And this, this leads so well into your next question. <laughs> oh, well, perfect. Let me just go ahead and ask it. <laughs> um, my next question is what currently stifles your love for God? <laughs> okay. Distraction. Um, mm. I was going to say like busyness. Um, I think one of the great things that came out of COVID, if we can say that anything great came out of COVID, <laughs> would just be that we were given this opportunity to um, well, we were forced into this opportunity (laughs) to uh, really pull back from a lot of things. Um, And we could have, I mean, certainly we could have used that time to choose distraction, but for our little family, like we were really busy with a bunch of different activities and we had to like forcefully pull ourselves back from it and we couldn't go to them anymore. And I told people in the you know following months and years that it really allowed me to curate my life in a way mm-hmm. that um, cut out the noise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I went through this season where I was listening to a lot of minimalism podcasts or just um, really like, you know, the Marie Kondo method of Mm -hmm. (laughs) really curating the space around you. And I was doing it in an effort to, um, you know, Clara has some executive functioning issues. I'm sure Matt and I both do. I would not be surprised if everybody in this house does. But when I have (laughs) a minimal space, like when I have less stuff. Less, just less. I'm um, in that right now, actually, that you say that yes. I'm in that, I'm in that place. Yes, it is a thing. Um, I can enjoy mm-hmm. the things I have more. I can enjoy my space more. I can feel more free to do things because I'm not having to deal with the stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there, are, of course, are going to be seasons of busyness and seasons of simplicity. But um, it's navigating through the noise. Uh, like for example, we have three children. They're all beautiful and wonderful, and I love them. And we homeschool them, which is great. Um, but it has made the rhythm of our life generally historically very simple. Um, mm. It revolves around us. It doesn't revolve around other people's schedules generally. I don't have to worry too much about getting my kids somewhere at a certain time. Mm. Um, we can create our own familial rhythm. Um, but you know, recently I went back. You know, I started working. Even just like eight hours a week, right? Like I started working. Yeah, right. Very you have to schedule in. Yeah, have to schedule it in. And um, and my girls, they picked up. Uh, they're dancing and doing theater and all of these great, wonderful things that are awesome. Um, but it's a place they have to be, and we have mm-hmm. things to do, and it's all great. It's all growing, but um, trying to make sure that we don't grow distracted by that. Um, and that we keep, we keep putting our eyes back on what's important. Um, it reminds me of Philippians four, eight, right. Um, whatever is honor, uh, true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise. Think about these things, right? Distraction fills our brains with other things that we think on. Um, This is going to sound silly and complicated, but like, let's say social media, it's a distraction. We've all been down that like wormhole of just that time Mm -hmm. suck of Mm -hmm. scrolling. And it feels good because we're learning about something or we're laughing about something, or, you know, even if we use it in its most pure, wonderful form, Mm -hmm. it takes away time. Um. Or if we're watching the news, we would say, oh, but I'm educating myself and I know what's going on with today. But the way the news is done today, like it's a lot of fear and tension and strife, right? Um, I want to think on what's good and what's holy. It doesn't mean I need to walk around uneducated, but I'm, I don't need to spend 23 of my 24 hours focused on the bad or focused on the busy. Because um, that will pull my eyes away from the Lord. Um, I can know what's bad <laughs> I can know the mm-hmm. busy and then I can focus my gaze on him um, because he's always going to prove himself faithful. Um, but Instagram will not prove itself faithful. So if I think on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Or if I think on the lies of the world, I'm going to be disappointed because they're not faithful. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this clearly enough. Oh my goodness. You're speaking my, you're speaking my language. My next question is not a question. Fill in the blank. 
the truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. The truth that God is ever present means a lot to me because it means that one, I'm not alone, but also he is my guide and my mentor. Like he, he, I mean, he's my God more than my guide and my mentor, but he is not at, there's a, there's a difference in, um, there's a, there's a difference in that relationship. So like when I think of a God who's in heaven and not with me, like if, if we were to think about it that way, it's kind of like the principle where like, like uh. <laughs> I don't know, but like, not in the sense of he's just trying to get me in trouble, but like, they're there for you, but they're not there. Um, but he is always there for me. He is mm. always seeing me. Um, you know, he sees me at my worst. He sees me at my best. He's calling me to better constantly. Um, the fact that he's ever present means that there is not a moment where he is not trying to talk to me. There's not a moment mm. where he's not trying to communicate some truth to my soul. Um, it's incredibly humbling. Um, when you think about that, he is that for everybody who is yes. <laughs> who yes. has chosen to believe, right, and walk life with him. Um, it's incredibly humbling to be like, one, I don't know how you do that so well. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm continually impressed by you. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, same. clearly, you are all powerful. But um, <laughs> it, it's it's just a great comfort. It's 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 humbling. It's comforting. It's it's, it's just like a cozy blanket. I call a lot of things in my life that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to describe that. We can dig into it further. Cause I generally just like throw out ideas and then we unpack them. Oh, I love it though. So much. I, I could have said that same statement. Like, I think my whole life really changed. It was kind of in college when I, re- when I really started to realize what having the Holy Spirit inside me really meant. You know, mm-hmm. um, but when I realized that I was never alone, then that the actual God, his spirit was actually in me, you know, like, I mean, it just, it revolutionized like a the whole thing. God. Not like a faux God. The yes. actual God. Yeah. Yes. And, and then I think what it did for me, though, was it was like, I could, because I grew up in church and I'm a, a rule follower and mm-hmm. I did all the right things. I said all the right things and it was real. But it was not lasting. It was not sustainable, maybe. So I was mm. like a people pleaser. You know, I'm a two on the Enneagram. So, oh, bless. Bless. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but whenever it was kind of like, I could have now when I get to, when I get to eternity in heaven with God, it will be a perfect unbroken fellowship. But right now I can have as much of God as I want. I can have a real living interactive friendship with God right now because he is present in me. And I'm like, that changed everything. Oh yeah. It, it brings a lot of scripture to life. Um, I think a lot of scripture that I would be kind of cynical about in my teen years, like, ah, God provides a way to escape. Mm, Sure. (laughs) No, for real. He does. He's in your heart. Like all you have to do is, (laughs) yeah. All you have to do is pay attention to it. Uh, what you just said, what did you just say? You said, we can have as much God as we want. And then yeah. that's incredible. 
because that's hard. Like the, Mm -hmm. the times that I needed God and was like, where are you? No, Lydia, you're avoiding me. Or maybe you don't want me as much as you think you do. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that is like, sometimes we might not feel God's presence or sometimes he might be talking to us in a way hearing him. And so we're having to listen a little harder. Um, But I like that. I like the idea of I can have as much of him as I want. Right. Because it's like holding, it's like holding all those attributes of his together. So yes, he's all powerful. Um, but he's also, you know, personal and yes, he's just and wise and knows everything, but he's also love and kind and good. You know, it's like, if I hold all those things together and I'm like, he sees everything, he knows everything and he's not going anywhere. So usually if I'm usually like, like you said, there is definitely a place for saying sometimes God maybe has been more quiet for me. And it was either he was teaching me to stretch that faith muscle Mm -hmm. or maybe it was me, you know, who had moved. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or, or I was like, well, I'm spending all my extra time, you know, watching Netflix and reading books and thinking that I should hear the voice of God. I'm like, ah, you know, I don't really know. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not like an eight ball, you know, you have to cultivate the ear and out of love and delight and like desire for him. Because like you're saying, he wants to be known. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, depending on how you grew up in the church, uh, uh, for me, it was like, well, if I want to know God more then I need to spend an hour and a half in my Bible and then I need to reflect. Mm, and then I think, yes, it was, to some extent like works-based, right? Like I need to do these things. I need to look this way. It's uh, like a formula. Like if I do this and this and this, then God is going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or, you know, that will create growth. Um, but, oh, this is so, but it's like a relationship, right? Like we have, mm-hmm. you know, you, you spend time with the person. You don't have to talk their ear off all the time. Right. Just be with them and live life with them and see how, how they handle certain situations. <laughs> right. Um, and see how they act towards people and notice their ways and their character. And, um, yeah. We had a friend who at one time he was dating somebody years ago and the girl said something like, you can't get to know me by asking me questions. You have to live life with me. And uh, like, if I'm constantly bringing my thoughts back to God, right. Or if I'm constantly trying to find that thread of truth or see his little glimmers in every bit of my day, um, that's walking my life with him yeah. in a very, and complete way. It's more than just, okay, I put my hour of, I read the old Testament and the new, I put my hour in and now I'm going to do my life and then I'll come back tomorrow morning. Yeah. What I also kind of like about this too, is that even once I kind of learned a lot more about the Holy spirit and what that, what that walking with him could look like and relational capacity could look like, then I've kind of fell prey to the idea that the, to feel it was to have it. Oh Um, yeah. (laughs) And then it took me years of saying, you're kind of still making it more about you though, because you're saying, I, I feel like I'm doing okay. If I feel close to God, Mm -hmm. um, or if I feel that he is near and it's (laughs) only really the past couple of years to say he's worthy of your attention and pursuit. Even when you 
the days that you don't have those warm and fuzzy. It is majority of the time because he's kind and good that way. He is your father. And so he gives that because he can't not do that because this is just his nature. It's just who he is. Yes. But on a day or a season where it seems a little quieter or maybe it's just a little different or something, he is not changed. And so that still should stir that warm, endearing um, sense in me that he's not changing at all. And so the God that I did have, say, a a different season where I felt a little closer, I heard his voice more often, Mm -hmm. or I just felt that more often, he's that still same person. Same. But keeping it about him means no matter what I'm getting from you, you are worthy of me being open to you and pursuing you and choosing you and preferring you over other things. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you said when I, when I make it about him and not my feelings, well, yeah, cause he's, he is constant and right. I am not. Okay. My last question is what is something you are looking forward to? Oh, I'm so looking forward to the holidays. Um, I love just like coziness and being inside. I love crisp air. I'm very excited about all the things that the holiday holiday brings, whether it's like twinkle lights or gets to get togethers or Christmas carols or Advent readings. Um, I'm very excited about that rhythm because our family does have a very distinct one thing we've done very well is that we have like very distinct, um, rhythms to like the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been so desperate. We had a lot of like hard things happening in the community around us. And so we put our Christmas tree up last Friday, totally broke with normal tradition. <laughs> um, we are usually very nice. big rule followers. It goes up the day after Thanksgiving, but we put it mm-hmm. up last week because we just needed some twinkle lights. Mm-hmm. You know, we need, we need a little Christmas and I'm generally not somebody who's like, well, let me use Christmas to make myself feel better. Um, but um, we will be traveling some this Christmas. So we're trying to eke out as much use as we can get from our Christmas tree as well. But <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, I, there is something vastly different about your living room when it's just a Christmas tree lights. I'm like, I'm going to get up at 630 in the morning because then I can just sit out there in the quiet with the tree on. Goodness, yes. And it's so sad when we take them down every year. I'm like, well, this just is sad. And I think that's probably like the point, right? Like Christmas, like Advent is we're just like, it makes sense that we do it during the darkest time of the year, right? Yes. Yes. And waiting for the hope and the light and the, and then it comes. Listening friends. It means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith inspired, refreshed, or strengthened.